Okay, we are live. <laughs> Taking us a few minutes here. So I'm very excited today. We're going to have an amazing conversation. So welcome everyone to Warrior Women in Business podcast episode 26. Can't believe that we're already on episode 26 in 2020. My name is Jasmine Sandler. I am the producer and host of Warrior Women in Business, which is much more than a podcast, I always say. It's really a movement to help women in business and women in the homes. And Warrior Women in Business, we have weekly podcasts with amazing guests, like the guest that we have today, Tracy Gold. Um, and we also do events. Uh, Warrior Women in Business, for those of you that are new to Warrior Women in Business or just tuning in, is really mission-driven to empower women, primarily female entrepreneurs, with a community of women warriors, mentors, and coaches to help them build their entrepreneurial success. And also we do a lot to give back to the community. We have events online and offline uh, that are intended to help women and children that struggle in the home. So that's Warrior Women in Business. And today uh, we've, so the podcast episodes as of late have been panel-based. Um, we've been doing some around very hard issues around suicide and COVID gender-based violence in COVID. We've had last episode, for those of you that missed it, should catch the replay because it was awesome. We had a panel on how to look good on Zoom um, with three amazing personal brand stylists, hairstylists, makeup, uh, as well as clothing. And uh, in this episode today, this episode, so for those of you that don't know me, you know, I've been doing personal branding for women for many, many, many years. Um, I'm a keynote speaker on the subject, really on the power and purpose behind women in business and them enabling them to be authentic to who they are while they do business. Um, and so I, I was able to, for this episode, connect with Tracy Gold. Tracy, wave to the camera. Uh, Tracy is amazing. She is in, a, we were just talking about pre-show, a circle of women that I think are just like amazing women that, that are, are truly authentic in the way that they help other women. Um, Tracy is a YouTube fashion influencer. As you can see, she is very much a fashionista. And, um, you know, we were having a conversation a few weeks back about purpose and personal branding. And what we, we're both in the game. She's in the game of personal branding style for women over, four, over 40. I'm in the game of personal branding for women also over 40. Um, but we've got to this point to start to talk about the importance of being authentic to yourself in your personal brand style. And at this time of COVID, what I've noticed and why I asked Trace to be on today is that people are really becoming more spiritual in the way they do business. They're having to pivot, excuse the buzzword, but they really are looking more introspectively into how they're going to do business. So today's episode is really all about authenticity and personal branding, and you should walk away with tons of notes. Um, just so you know, we're gonna be having a discussion, and then at the end of the discussion, we will be taking live Q&A on the Warrior Women in Business Facebook page. So with all of that being said, uh, Tracy can go off mute. And, Hi, and, and yeah, so um, Tracy, I'd like to start off by first thanking you for being on uh, Warrior Women Thank in you. Business. And I want to just jump right into a conversation and ask you some questions um, about authenticity. So question number one, authenticity, you know, to you, what is its importance and how do you help women 40 plus use their own authenticity to craft their brands through clothing? Yeah, great question, Jasmine. I think, you know, you, you highlighted how COVID has changed the world and changed how we're thinking. And, you know, we're doing business differently. We're thinking about things differently. I feel like COVID has stripped us of our masks in so many ways. You know, I think of, of, you know, the Instagram, oh, my life is so great. I'm at this great destination. I'm wearing these great clothes. Well, come on, like we all know we're wearing sweats, right? <laughs> and or we're probably the, in the same sweats we've been wearing for a long time. I was like gonna say, or the, or the same clothes. <laughs> right. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So I think, that, I think that authenticity is becoming 
more and more prevalent. And I feel like that when we're authentic, we're able to connect with each other in a much stronger way. And I think that that speaks to what we've been going through recently is that we haven't been able to connect. We haven't been able to have face-to-face -face conversations, to touch each other, to connect with each other in a touch, in a touch and a real way. And so I feel like that stress, the stress of what we've been through is stripping us of our masks. And I think that going forward, I'm hoping, my hope is that we will we will just cut the crap actually and start being more real with one another and real with who we are. And I think that's important when it comes to personal brand because I think that that is what makes it possible to be consistent. So we all have days that we feel really terrible. We all have days where we just wanna hide underneath our blankets and not go anywhere. And if we're trying to create a personal brand that isn't authentic and isn't real, then it's gonna be much harder and we're probably gonna slip up. However, if it is real, we can tap into that part of ourselves that is real, even on the bad days and show up in a way that does reflect that real authenticity, that real stuff that's within us. It may take us a while to get there, you know, put on the right clothes and put on a lipstick and, you know, wow. kind of pat our faces with water and that kind of thing. But it's accessible to us. However, if we're wearing a mask and we're, we're creating something that isn't real, it's much harder to keep it authentic and consistent, especially across platforms. Yeah, I love it. I just want to add on to what you had to say, because I, I love that you said it's taking the mask off. <laughs> uh, very ironic with the fact that we're putting the mask on. So I'd like to talk, yeah. I just want to comment on that a little bit. Um, so in my mm -hmm. world, you know, I do, I've been doing this speech for a long time at universities on how to build a digital footprint towards career success, right? Because everyone says, you put something online, you know, inevitably, or someone puts something online about you, it's hard to take it off, right? And a lot of yes. times in this world of, like you said, Instagram, for example, where you have to represent yourself in a certain way to drive a certain perception, which is branding. Um, in that sense, you know, the more that you can tell your true authentic story, the more that you can break through the clutter. So in the world of digital marketing and personal branding, the biggest obstacle is the clutter. So if you are not authentic, and like you said, I love that you said taking the mask off and letting people know who you really are, there's no way you're gonna stand out. And if you don't stand out, you're just gonna get lost in a sea. So in my world, you know, my tip to um, those of you out there that are looking to brand yourselves online, that's your digital footprint, it's the digital you, it needs to be authentic because like if you think about, I do a lot of work with LinkedIn. Um, so if you think about LinkedIn, the end game is not to continue to have a conversation on LinkedIn. The end game is to do business and inevitably you're going to do business offline. It doesn't mean maybe not physical, but it could be a phone call and you want your messaging to be consistent, right? With who you are online. So authenticity yeah. is hugely important. Okay. So I'm going to go into the next. Go ahead. I just want to. I just yeah. want to point out the one of the things that a lot of people are afraid of, and I think especially as women, is when mm. we talk about authenticity as a brand, is that that mean they think that that means that they need to share very openly online, and that's not actually what it means. It's okay for us to not share every detail of what's going on in our lives. We, we have the right to privacy, but I think a realness about what it is that we're going through. I mean, think about how many brands are being created because people are speaking out. Think about Absolutely. the Me Too movement. Think about <laughs> things where people are coming forth and being real with who they are and speaking their truth. And I think it's not, a, so, so I think let's just take the pressure off ourselves. It's not about telling the world that we were in our pajamas and crying all day today. If okay. we don't want to do that, you don't have to do that. But when you do show up online to be yourself, to be real, to be authentic, and to find that within you that you can share with the world. And that's beautiful because we all have that, right? We all yeah. have that beautiful thing. Right. I agree. Um, and, and I would say, you know, with that, on that note is, you know, having a, a filter, right? So I do personal branding, but it comes from corporate branding and 
no corporation worth its grain of salt does not have brand guidelines. So for personal branding, like I do a lot of guidelines, it does not mean you can't tell certain things about yourself that might empower or strengthen your personal brand. But like you said, you don't want to give everything away. And you also don't want to um, harp on negative things. You know, sure. that's, a, that's also, but that can be a part of authenticity. So there are definitely do's and don'ts and filters. Um, so I'm like that you brought that up. So next question, personal brand style for women and their career development. To you, what does personal brand style mean? Well, I think what's important to note is that the way we look and the way we project ourselves says a lot about us, even mm -hmm. if it's in on the screen, right? So, and, and we make up our minds about somebody within seven seconds. That's just how the brain works. We make a whole lot of assumptions and a whole lot of decisions within seven seconds. So I'm really passionate about helping women to find a look that represents who they truly are, represents what they want to say about themselves to the world, represents what they want to say about their skill set. And that doesn't always have to mean the things that we think it means. So if you're working within a corporation, it doesn't necessarily mean that you always wear the tailored suit, because that may not be who you are, and it may not be suitable for your working environment. But it is about saying, you know, who am I? What do I bring to the party? What do I bring to my industry? What do I bring to my company? What do I bring to my own business that is unique to me? And then I help women to package that in a way that speaks of that. And it's very powerful because that way, when people see you, they automatically make assumptions. And the assumptions are closer to right than if you don't empower yourself with that. So I know some women feel very disempowered by the, by the thought of the way they look is so important. They want to be recognized for their abilities and for their mind. And while that's all good, and I believe that that is part of it, I mean, you can't just you know, pretend to be an expert and not do the work to make yourself an expert, right? Absolutely. That's not going to, absolutely. <laughs> no amount of clothing is going to make you an expert in your field if you haven't done the work. But if you go, but if you pitch up and you're, you know, slumping and you're like, you know, and you're not making eye contact and your clothes are not speaking of who you are as an expert, it's going to be harder for people to listen to what you have to say because they're so distracted with how you look. You know, absolutely. And, yeah. And I think that's why it's important. Yeah. So, um, yeah, style, you know, the way that you look is, I think, you know, and I love how you explain that, you know, one, one point in particular, I just want to expand upon. And I think in our original conversation, what we talked about, you know, mm -hmm. is your style has to be you and people know me. And those of you that don't know me, um, I'm equally as passionate about helping women in business as I am about my music. I'm a singer yes. and a songwriter and a front woman of a band and all the music that we do. I, I pull the guys around and try to get us to do any show that will raise money for a women's cause. <laughs> but, um, so that, that music, right. What I do there, I don't shy away from sharing what we're doing there because it's part of my brand and that's part of the style, right? Yes. So, so, um, how do you, how do you kind of help women who maybe, you know, on, in their day job, let's say, like I've had a lot of lawyers on the show, so a partner at a law firm, but she might also be a, I don't know, on the side, she's a dancer, let's say. Like just as an example, right? Not yeah. taking me out of it, but so how would you work with that woman so that that angle of her, that creative side of her can strengthen her in her career conversations? That's a great question and that's a great example because I think that as women, we are multifaceted and especially now when the world is in such a shift and we are in such a shift and we're trying to figure out what it is we're going to do and how we're going to do it, we have to find ways to marry these different parts of ourselves and we can. Jasmine, that's the beautiful thing. We don't have to just be a lawyer and just a dancer. And sure, while you won't necessarily wear dancing clothes to the courtroom, you can bring those parts of yourself to both elements of your work. So as a practical example, if a woman is a lawyer, she could wear you know, a classic suit and underneath wear a top that has got some creative flair. 
So it may have a ruffle or maybe in a bright color or it may be in a print that expresses her. It may be in the way that she accessorizes. So she can express her creativity and still be within the guidelines of what she needs to do as a lawyer. But I also bet you, and this is the thing, this is the beautiful thing, is that there are elements of her as a dancer that if she can bring into her work as a lawyer, she will strengthen her work as a lawyer. And yes. so I think it's about saying who we are makes us good at what we do. And that unique, that unique um, combination of dancer and lawyer could make her the best lawyer and could help her to connect with people that maybe she would normally not or somebody else wouldn't. Or maybe it's even in her creative thinking, because, you know, when you use parts of your brain, it develops other parts of your brain. Absolutely. So she's coming in as a creative with a creative way of thinking. She can still be a conservative lawyer and have a creative brain on her. And so I think it's about it's not about separating. And I, to your point, I love what you're saying about how you're a musician and you're a rocker. I mean, like, yes, I you, am. <laughs> you know, you really are out there. And so that's going to come across in even the way that you portray your brand, you know, as, as you do with Warrior in Business, that's going to come across. There's a thread. So I always feel that women just, you know, I often help women find that thread. What is the thread? What is the commonality in the different roles that you play? And how can I help you to create a look that's going to work with all of those? And then how are we going to create a look that is going to be consistent across platforms? And so it doesn't matter who you bump into, you still are yourself, but it's also doable, right? Because mm. I think that's one of the things that women feel very overwhelmed about is that, well, you know, if I can't do my hair exactly perfectly all the time, well, then we yeah. just don't do our hair at all. Well, maybe it's about <laughs> saying, well, how much time do you have to do your hair? And let's find a style that's going to be doable for you that can be consistent across platforms. Um, instead of having a perfectly, you know, a perfect profile on LinkedIn and you look nothing like your profile. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, of course I come across that all the time. Um, yeah. And I have a whole row of hats behind me, Tracy. Yes. <laughs> With my curly, frizzy hair that I haven't been to a hairdresser in months, but my hair is getting really long. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. no, no, but I did want to ask you something. Um, so one thing that I do with my personal brand clients is I take them through this whole kind of like, and they, they love it. I don't know why. I made it up and everybody's like, it's the coolest thing. So I take them through this asset review. They're like, oh, that's a good idea. I'm like, okay. So basically what I have them do is, we start where we look at their former photograph, because I usually work with a lot of speakers, you know, people that are out there. So former videos, um, like you said, like LinkedIn photos, all of their photos, take a look at um, marketing pieces that had been, that they have either created or somebody created, you know, around their personal brand. So I take, I take stock and an asset review, and then I take, and then I kind of strip away what I think won't work. And then, you know, I kind of like vision in on where I want to keep this brand, right? So yeah. I want you to talk about your process for, because I've worked with stylists before. I actually know a lot of stylists. Um, starting with a woman to get her to that point, right? So she has some clothes in her closet, right? Maybe she doesn't have a huge budget for shopping. How, what's your process? How do yeah. you work with her? I'm so glad you brought that up because I think that there's this, there's this misconception that in order to create a real kick-ass brand, I have to have a huge amount of money to do it. And that just isn't true. There right. are so many resources nowadays. I mean, you can also, you know, there are outlet stores, there are thrift stores, there are consignment stores, there are, and I mean, never mind like when the stores well, in some places in the U.S., stores have already opened, but yeah. in New York, not because I'm in New York City, so we haven't opened yet. But I'm telling you, when they do open, there's going to be a lot of big sales. So I think it's all about knowing what it is that you're looking for and mm. learning how to shop effectively. You don't have to have a lot of clothes in your closet to have the right clothes in your closet. It's all about what you choose. So you can have a lot of stuff and nothing to wear. Or you can have a few good pieces that can mix, mix and match and dress up and dress down. Jasmine, let me tell you, I moved from South Africa in one suitcase because my other suitcase was for my collection. And I had a lot more in one suitcase. 
And it was so interesting because I had to really whittle it down. So I managed to get some things in another suitcase and bring some stuff over in a trip, but still, and I don't have a big closet in New York City. I have yeah. a tiny closet. So, you know, closet space is becoming smaller and smaller. So, but what it forced me to do was to look at my wardrobe and say, what are the pieces that I really love? What are the pieces that speak of my personal style? What are the pieces that say the strongest things about me? What are the things that I really, really just do not want to give up? And those mm. were the things that made the cut. So I think it's about first understanding who she is as a woman to really, and I love what you, you know, what you're saying about getting the assets and looking at what they've done before and where they are now. Mm. So for me, it's around really understanding who she is what she wants to say about herself. And then I help her to create a look that represents that. And it often isn't just a straightforward thing. So people will say, well, what's my personal style? Am I the classic or am I the creative yeah. or am I the, well, actually you're probably a whole bunch of them. And because you are unique, we want to create something that is unique. And then from there, you can say, right, now let's look in your existing closet. Let's look at what you do have. What can be maybe altered? What do you think you're not wearing because you're just not wearing, you're, you're not wearing it, but you're not sure why. How can we uh, kind of mix and match and then make a shopping list? I know it sounds crazy, right? <laughs> but a shopping list, I mean, we go to the grocery store, we make a list, but when we go shopping for clothes, it's just like, oh, whatever is there. And yeah. that's overwhelming for the brain. Oh, let me tell you. And oh, no, I know even worse, even worse, even worse. online shopping. Because yeah, then it's it. like, super super overwhelming yeah so, so I get real specific like what are the things that you're looking for what are the criteria that they Great. need to meet what is your budget and then how can you maximize that over time so that you're not spending a huge amount of money and you still look good and then and the great thing is Jasmine is that when a woman really goes down and narrows it down it means that when she gets up in the morning even if she's having a bad day she can get dressed in five minutes and be out the door Oh because God, her closet is prepped already. There's only things in there that really work. And so in the context that we're on, that we're in now, well, then they just throw a top on or a dress on over their jeans or their sweatpants, whatever it is for Zoom. Thank, so thank I, the Lord for dresses. I'm telling you. No, I'm dresses are my, that's my favorite thing. Dresses are the best thing. That's the, I think that's the beauty of being a woman. You can just throw on yes. a dress. Being a yes. woman is, ama is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah. no, I love that you said it. So I want another question I want to ask you. Um, mm. I don't know how you're going to handle this one, but I just thought of it. So, you know, I've worked with stylists. Actually, it's so funny because I think of my first stylist that I work with. This was like, oh my God, way before, I don't know. So I used to be a, per I've done everything. I mean, you name it. I was a competitive boxer. I was a person, I've done everything. So when I was a personal trainer, um, this is so long ago. I one of my clients was a stylist, and mm -hmm. I remember she went through my closet and she literally like tossed everything, and I I cried. Yeah. And um, she's like, yeah. "You'll never wear this crap," and she just threw it out. Um, and oh. then she kind of gave me this wardrobe, and I remember. I mean, I paid for it, and I remember just saying, "Oh yeah, you know, I trusted her." Um, mm -hmm. But I ended up. I don't think that I kept any one of those pieces of clothes that she recommended yeah. you know? because yeah. I just said yes to her without believing in it. So do you ever come across that situation where you're working with a client and they'll just take on the clothes, but maybe they don't, they don't feel it. Or do you ever get in those situations where you have to really get deep yeah. with the clients to understand what they, what's going to resonate. Cause you said you're, if a woman gets up in the morning, just picks her thing, she has to have a process and she has to feel good about it. Let's talk about that. You know, I, I think it's so interesting. I'm so glad you asked this question because there are times that I've been working with a client and I'll get her to put something on and I can see by her countenance that it isn't her. Mm. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what I think. It, it, you know, I can think she looks great. And if she doesn't carry it off with confidence, forget it. It's not for her. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's it. That's a good thing. I also think, Jasmine, that we have to respect that understand that our clothing represents our lives and so sometimes we're not ready to chuck out everything we're not ready to poo poo everything either yeah. and so I think it's about taking women where they're at and then saying okay how far do you want to go okay I'm going to push you a little further just a little further but if I push her sure. way too far she's going to hit that edge 
and she's going to go way back. Exactly what happened with you. So your stylist said, you know, oh no, this is all terrible. And she took you from being here to being over here, but that wasn't who you were. And even if maybe a part of that was who you were, it wasn't, she didn't, she didn't take you through the process and allow the steps. And I think that for some women, because we're complicated, you know, the way we feel about our bodies, the way we feel about the way we look, the way we feel about how we've aged, Everything. you know, there's mm. all those things. There's things that have happened to us that make, has made us feel a certain way. So I feel like I really, I really walk on, on hallowed ground when I'm walking with a woman and her closet. And it never is just about the clothes. No, it Ever. isn't. No, it isn't at all. Never. Because it's very mental, which is what I was going to kind of talk about. Um, the one thing I wanted to say is, you know, my general talk that I've done a million times over is um, personal branding, taking you from zero to a hundred or anywhere that you want to go. Because I've actually worked with men, women, doesn't matter. Um, you know, you got to understand the person that's listening to this right now, right? So if you're thinking about changing your personal brand, you want to improve it or build it or whatever you want to term it, you have to be real with yourself to say, are you ready? Yeah. Because it's a commitment. If you decide that you want to go from wearing all black to wearing all color, it's a total commitment. If you chop your hair off, I would never do. But some people do. Mm. It's a total commitment. In my world, if you commit to being a social enterprise, it's a commitment. So I yeah. think that that whole piece of it, all of what you and I do isn't just the physical output, it's that mental um, thought process. So personal branding, um, yeah. certainly in my work, is all about the planning, the thinking, the understanding, and resonating and confirming that this is for me, right? Yeah. And I think to your point, what's very important as well is that there may... It may and I think this is a real thing. I think that sometimes women are here and they want to go there with their personal brand, but they themselves, they can see, they see themselves in that space. They know that they want to get there, but they're not there yet. And I think in that space, what's very important is to get consultants that can walk alongside them in the process. So let's take your example of a woman who wears all black and now wants to go to all color. So if she's not ready for that, then it, she's never gonna wear it. She's not gonna step outside of her apartment wearing bounds of color. But what she could do is she could say, right, I'm gonna have photographs taken with all the color, but then I'm gonna slowly work towards that. So today I'm just gonna wear black pants and a pink blouse. Mm. And then tomorrow I'm going to wear a black dress, but with a red belt, red shoes and red lipstick. And then to the next day I'm going to wear, you know, so she can take it in strides and she can have that as, as what she wants to be. And that's also okay because she's still tapping into that part of herself. And even though she's not there yet, it's still authentic. It's still authentic. And it still is something that she's working towards. It's yeah. her, it's, it's where she wants to be. And that's also okay. You know, but I think it's important of knowing where you are and saying, what do I want to create? Or waiting until you get there to create that. You know, so each woman has to find what works for her. But whatever you do, it's important to ask yourself the question, am I ready to jump from there to there? And if I'm not, that's okay too. I can do it in stages. I don't have to do everything in one day. Right, absolutely. And like the, the process and having somebody guide you through the process of personal branding, there's so much to it because, you know, I've mm -hmm. done everything for clients, like get them on stage and, and train them through getting actually up there and speaking to, you know, how they're going to handle themselves in a meeting or how they're going to lead a whole new, because um, a lot of the women I work with are, managing lots of people you know what I mean and so they're a role model and when you're a role model that's your personal brand is so important how you look how you speak how you answer questions also another thing so it is a commitment it's okay to take it slowly but I keep pressing upon the importance of being real with yourself to answer the questions that you'll have to go through with personal branding so um yeah. there's so the next question is like the lot I always get this question. Actually, I've written so many articles on it because people ask me to, but I want to talk to you about it because I think it's important. There's this line, right, between the real you, okay, and the professional career you. In my case, people say, 
the digital you and the offline you, right? So, but, um, so how does someone cross this line between the real you and the professional career you so that like, as we were just talking about, they can utilize some, like to the dancer lawyer example, they can utilize some of that, the strengths or attributes of the creative mind with the professional mind or professional brand. So in your world, in the women that you work with, what are some do's and don'ts that you've shared with some of your clients in terms of bridging that line? Yeah, I think that I think that's a complicated question because I think it depends on the woman. I think it depends on the industry. I think that it depends on the role that they play and and how out there they want to be, you know? So, I mean, I look at for me, so I do a lot of YouTube videos. And one of my things is, you know, and and recently it's interesting because I've been, you know, I've gone through different phases and I was trained and presented really well. And that was my focus was presenting really well. And now I'm just like, oh, you know, I just feel like having fun. And it's so interesting because more of my personality comes through and it's more of me comes through. And, and I feel like that's an asset. That's a good thing. I think it's also about the confidence because if you can do it with confidence and it is who you are, then it's okay. But if you're if you're just st starting to step out, then it's very scary. You know, I think that like if if a woman is wanting to start to become more authentic and then she she jumps out of there into a space of telling her full story publicly but she isn't ready for that, it could be quite detrimental to her. However, if she's ready for that and she's ready to make the break, that's fine. And when it comes to clothing, it's the same thing. So yeah. I was speaking to a client, I was consulting with a client just the other day and she was saying, you know, I've always worn the same clothing and she's a professional, she's a real researcher, she's like a research buff, you know? And she said, people are gonna think I'm a bit weird if suddenly I'm starting to wear dresses. And, yeah. and I said, well, like, what does it matter? Like, do you need, you know, if, is yeah. wearing a dress now going to make them think that you're less professional than you are? And she said, no. Mm. So I said, okay, great. So would wearing a dress make you feel less professional than you are? She says, no, she's not new in her field. She's well known in her field, but it's still an edge for her. It's still edgy. And so what I said to her is, hey, you know what, during the lockdown, wear the dress in your apartment feel it out get comfortable with it because yep. the thing is if you're going to go out and you're very vulnerable to how people respond to you 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 know somebody could look at you in a way that you think they're looking at you funny right. or skew and you're gonna just like die inside so <laughs> I think it's about I think it's a it's a it's a tricky one Jasmine it isn't a one size fits all I also have seen women professionally who have stepped way outside the box and, and done things, incredible things. And I come back to the Me Too movement. I think of one of my clients who told her story of, of sexual abuse as a child for the first time. And she came to me to be dressed, um, mm. to present, you know, to because she needed to feel that she was really grounded and and beautiful and fabulous. And, you know, I think of those things and I think of how it, it helped her get ready for that, but not everybody's ready for that. So I think it a lot depends on where you are, what you want to achieve, what your goals are, but align, allow your clothing to speak of where you are and what you want to feel. And listen, sometimes clothing is a great, is a great fake it till you make a thing. So if I'm having a bad day, I'm not going to put on something dreary. I'm going to put on my favorite dress or my favorite blouse, or I'm going to put on some lipstick. And I already start feeling better when I do that. So it's okay to fake it till you make it a little while, but just don't let that be your default. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, I mean, that, that line between being you and being professional, um, I think it also has to do with age group. Yeah. Uh, not, I don't, I don't think I know. <laughs> so, you know, I do talks for, like I mentioned, universities, but I also do talks for corporate level executives, 55 plus, and I also mm -hmm. work with female entrepreneurs in their thirties. So, mm -hmm. you know, there's a, going back to that digital footprint, it's about, mm -hmm. you know, being able to 
um, let more of the personal you in with the professional you as you grow older, because that's when you start to really understand who you are anyway, right? And the, yeah, <laughs> the great thing so, is, is that as we get older, we actually care less what people right. think. Which yes. is so wonderful. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's so freeing, you know? It's like so I, freeing, you're right. It's so freeing. And I think also as a woman over 40, if, you know, if she is, you know, like I am, so you become, you've been in the industry for a while. You weren't born yesterday. You're not yeah. the newbie on the block. And so you have some credibility. And so you can start to play and show the different sides of yourself and, and be a role model for those younger women. And, you know, I love how fashion has changed. I love how our work, you know, clothing in the workplace has changed. I think about in the eighties when, you know, women were, feeling like they needed to dress like men. I mean, remember those big shoulder pads, Jasmine? Hey, shoulder pads. No, I love, shul I love shoulder pads. Uh, if, if you're ever in a bad mood, this is my, this might to everybody, just put on an 80s movie. You know? They all have the show. It's so funny. But yeah, I mean. Do you remember, I mean, <laughs> do you remember Sue Ellen in like, Sue Ellen in, in Dallas? Those oh, shoulder Dallas. pads that she it's used a to show. <laughs> Dallas is a great show. <laughs> but I mean, we used yeah. to dress in these crazy, like we, we yeah. used to feel that we had to have tights on and court shoes and pencil skirts and, and power jackets and it had to be all, you know, and we had to look like men. We, we now know we don't need to do that. We can always. Be and yeah, always. And just so many, just so many things with that, right? So many, yeah. the more that you're, that's my point, the more that you are free, the more that you're able to express your authentic self and feel good about it with certainty looking in the mirror and saying to quote Louise Hay uh you know I love you because you really do you love who you are and you're okay with it and you can make better decisions right so yes. I think that's that's also right the, the the women that we're dealing with there aren't they aren't new on the block and you know you need to know that it's okay if you want to make a change you don't need to keep I've actually had so many clients I'm not the fashion stylist although I am designing a, a motorcycle clothing brand uh, as we speak. But um, anyway, so, but I'm, I don't give my clients like necessarily tips on their clothes. You know, that's not, that's not why they hire me, mm. but I say things, you know, and I noticed some of my clients over the years, they will wear the same damn dress, like every speech. And these, and these women are affluent. I mean, they have more than one dress. And I want to say to them, you know, it's okay to let go. It's okay to change your style. Yeah. You don't, you know, even though you're creating what I do is a personal branding and it's a consistent brand, it doesn't mean the colors can't change, the cut can't change, your body changes, you change, right? Yes. So I, I think these things are very important and I don't think personal branding, personal brand style is like a one and done. It's an evolution. It's ongoing. Absolutely. It's a process. And mm. I mean, just like running a business your business changes over time and you have to be flexible to the flow of the business. Yeah. I think similarly with your personal brand, right? So, um, yeah. And also, I mean, the thing is, as a woman over 40, we also mm. want to stay relevant, right? So, mm. I mean, there's, it's great to have some, you know, to have your own personal style. Like I have some clothes I've had in my closet for years and I'm still wearing them, but I may wear them differently or wear them with something else. And you want to stay, you want to look current. You don't have to be high fashion, but you want, you want to look current. You want to look relevant. You want to be able to connect with people younger than yourself. You want to be able to, you know, so those things are important too. We don't have to stay stuck in something, you know, and, and never change it because it's worked for us five years ago. You know, I mean, right, and exactly. We as women, and we as women change, right? Mm -hmm. So, and I think it's a good thing. Well, mm. I mean, with my clients, you know, we go through a process in the beginning, and then as we move along, we redo that process. You know, like we do a lot on photography and video, and they're gonna change. You know, yeah. they're they're not gonna look the same. They gotta keep changing. Yeah. So that's why I said it's an evolution. Okay. So, um, next question. So, building your professional brand by being you. So tips and tricks on doing that. Build, build your professional brand by being you. What are some tips you would have to give for, in, okay. from your world? So I think, I think more from the process. So once you figure out what it is that you want to say about yourself, you're clear on that, which Jasmine, you've said, you know, you can, you, you can help people with, I think then it's about saying, well, what does that look like? And how does that, you know, almost like as if, um, 
a product, you're going to package a product. You know, companies spend a fortune on the packaging, they and, do. And designing <laughs> the label, and yeah. what is the, you know, what is the shape of the bottle of the shampoo, and you know, all those kind of things. So, I know. so likewise, we need to we need to look at how are we packaging in that, and but then how do we create a look that we can keep going, that can be consistent. So I've even had clients, as an example. Um, and, and especially in areas where you are personal, like you, you're creating a relationship like a coach or a psychotherapist or whatever. I've had um, situations where, you know, she went to a meeting and she didn't look like her profile picture and people automatically just decided that they didn't trust her. Mm-hmm. And that was very interesting. And I think sometimes we're not even aware of it, but we suddenly feel like something's disingenuous about a person, even if it's not, right? No, abso- absolutely. Absolutely. When I look at somebody's uh, photo in their clothing on LinkedIn, uh, and then I go to their website and it's complete disconnect. Yeah. Yeah. I, very imme- important. I immediately think that that person, I, I, it's unfortunate, like, guys, I'm a big like business ethics person. <laughs> So I immediately think mm, I need to be cautious when I do business with that person. It's weird, yeah. but sorry. Yeah. So keep going. Yeah. So I think, so I think you need to give some thought to what is consistent for you because it's mm. great to have a great, you know, great profile with a good shot taken by a photographer and hairstyles and all that kind of thing. But if you cannot keep that up, if that is something that is totally, totally out of your wheelhouse, then maybe reconsider. Um, also look at your makeup. I mean, obviously photographic makeup is different, but, oh, yeah. um, and it will be much heavier when you have your photographs taken, but you know, how are you going to show yourself on camera, on Zoom, on, on that kind of thing? What is, you know, what kind of clothes are going to represent who you are? Make sure that those are, that, that you have those in your closet so you can get dressed in five minutes in the morning, you know, build a good core wardrobe that is easy for you. And then it doesn't really matter because whether somebody bumps into you at the park and you're walking and you have no makeup on, your hair's up in a bun, oh, well, you know what I mean? We can't, yeah, we're not, I do. it's not as if, yeah, it's not as if you have to be a certain way all the time. It's about, it's about a certain level of consistency. It's about a certain level of the way you carry yourself, the way you are. I mean, obviously, if you're gonna if you're gonna do an interview, you know, put some makeup on, have a you know, have your hair done, do you know, do those things, but then keep it consistent. Don't be at one interview, you look like you just got out of bed, and the other interview, you look all like perfectly perfect, and, and because then people are not sure what to expect. You almost want to create a look that people know what to expect, mm-hmm. and and I know that sounds like a very big thing but it's actually much easier than we think if it is sustainable. So if you have some help to help you, so for instance, with your makeup, like take a makeup lesson and learn how to apply your makeup in a fun. way that is very easy, like very easy. I mean, I do five minute makeup. It doesn't have to be difficult. Get mm. some help with that. Find out how to like speak to your hairstyles. How do I style my hair so that I can have it looking at least decent when, you know, wherever I am, it doesn't matter. So it doesn't take a long time. Make sure that you have your closet that is filled with clothes that you really wear and you like and you go so you don't have to think about it you can just literally throw things on I'm all about making it easy I, love I it. don't believe in these long preparations we are not all superstars that have a whole team of people to get us ready I mean like I do some tv work and people have this assumption that you have a whole team of people to get you ready we don't we gotta <laughs> no, do it so, ourselves they no, just so, touch up you know <laughs> I do know because I was on uh what was it CBS and I walked in and you know what I was excited about not the interview I was so excited about getting my hair and makeup done I was like oh my god I'm gonna get my hair and makeup done I walked in and they're like are you ready we're just gonna spray some hairspray on your own tv I'm like what I'm like that's why I came here (laughs) so it's pretty funny yeah but no it's it's so true and I love that you said simple um and and learning because learning is half the battle learning what looks right and learning how to deal with your crazy hair or your whatever your blotchy skin or whatever or if you're bloated or you know you know or women we're women so we We have to deal with the very things it's like you know we're not robots so I love that you brought that up um you know in terms of the professional brand by being you you know for 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 me what what I would say to people out there is like like we were talking about being consistent I deal with the world of online branding and social branding for my clients 
and then what they're doing offline and bringing it online. So the consistency is T, having a plan for your brand and not just doing it once, um, but doing it on a consistent manner, consistent manner, whatever that means to you, whatever content resonates with you is yeah. critical. And like you said, making it simple, but having, in my world, having a schedule and sticking to it is, otherwise your brand is gonna die. I mean, I'm just being honest. If you're not, if you're not consistent and you don't have a schedule and you don't understand how to measure the effectiveness of your brand, you're going to end up wasting time. So mm. <laughs> I've just been doing it a long time. So I'm just like a straight shooter. Those things are super important. Okay. Yeah. Last question before we get into Q and A. So how, so this is a time where everyone in the world, not just warrior women in business and not just women, but everyone is in a place where they're scratching their heads and trying to figure out how are they going to reinvent, especially if you're a small business owner, right? So yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. just everyone. And that's why mm -hmm. personal branding is so important. That's why I wanted to do this episode. Um, so the question is, how does a woman 40 plus reinvent herself? And what are the steps in, in terms of what you do for your clients? Can you talk about yeah. that? Yeah, sure. I think, and, and I think the steps are very similar to what I've discussed before. It is about deciding where she wants to go, what she wants her look to say about her, what she wants to say to the world about herself, both online and offline. And then, you know, then I help her create a look. Because you see, Jasmine, I see things in pictures. So when you're speaking, you know, I'll be asking you questions like, what is your lifestyle like? What do you want to say about yourself? Like, how? then how does that look? And I start formulating this in my head. I can already see it. I can see the kind of clothes that you wear. I can see the kind of colors that you wear. I can see it, the whole look being created right before my eyes. And then I'm able to assist her to shop for those things because I know what I'm looking for. I'm very, very clear. And I've worked out what works for her. It's not about what I think she needs. It's about what she feels ready for and, and wants to wants to wear and, and put herself out to the world and it's and it's about taking her through that process and saying okay now how do we make this easy I'm not going to give you clothes that you're going to have to iron all the time if you hate ironing you, you know you're I never going to wear them so. <laughs> yeah you're never going to wear them if you don't exactly yeah. So if you're not the kind of person who's going to art, like practical stuff, yeah. other things, other things like women over 40. I mean, I do, um, you know, a lot of tutorials on how to dress when you're short. I'm short. So a lot. I mean, I remember times when I would hardly ever not wear high heel shoes, hardly ever. Well, now I live in New York City and you've got to be kidding me. There's no ways I'm going to wear high heel shoes walking around the city because it's just too painful. I've and done I'm it. kind of, <laughs> yeah. And I'm like 46 now. I'm like, I'm over that. I do not want to do that anymore. So I think it's, you know, what is realistic? What can you wear that is practical? How is, how is your clothing going to assist you to create the life that you want, to create the look that you want? How does the clothing make it easy for you to do your job and to, to represent your personal brand? Not the other way around. I think as women, we give ourselves such a hard time. Oh, if I don't fit into the size, then there's something wrong with me. Well, actually, maybe their size charts just very different. And so who cares if you're a six, you know, you're an eight rather than a six. Who cares? Cut the label out. If it fits you and you like the way the, the pair of pants or jeans looks, wear it and cut the label out. Don't let that stop you from wearing what looks good on you. So I, I think that we often just find ways of thinking that we're wrong. Find the clothes that work for you that work for your body, that represent you as a brand. That's the way you want to do it. And it is, it, you know, it does take some time in the beginning. I'm not oh. going to lie. It takes time. But once you've done it, then you're set for quite some time. And it's skill that you grow over time. And then, you know, maybe in a few years, then you want to revisit. Great. But maybe you're fine for a while, you know. So, so it does take a bit of time in the beginning. But once you've done it, it, it makes getting ready so much easier, even on bad it. days. I, I love it. One thing I have to say about reinvention. So like I, as we started the show, we were talking about the time that we're in right now, right? This COVID time, this permanent change in the world, which for, some of it is really good. Some of it yeah. is terrible. I mean, some of it is absolutely yeah. terrible. 
So for me, you know, I think my tips on this reinvention is understanding what your purpose is. And that will dictate everything. Your clothing, you know, how you carry yourself, your confidence. The, like Tracy is now in my circle of friends. She's amazing. Like who, who, who you want to hang out with in your professional and personal world. So I think reinvention at this time is a very good time to think about it because you're going to have to change. Mm -hmm. I, don't, I really don't care what job you have. It doesn't even matter. Everyone is changing now, you know? So yeah. you've got to think about the way that I look at this personal branding at this time of reinvention is more internal, right? What's your purpose? Um, think about who you want to help. Think about what you want to do, how you want to give back, what you want to do in your community all of these things that will help to actually like to use your word, visualize, visualize what that personal brand needs to be. And um, so, yeah, I think that that's, I, th I just think this is such a good time to be, we are all able to do it now. We're all, I mean, I, right now I'm expanding warrior women in business into an entire membership community. I'm working with um, whom we mentioned, uh, Tina Trevino to build a, something I've had in my head for years, but I've never been able to do it. Um, I'm a motorcyclist as well. And um, so I've been wanting to do this motorcycle clothing line brand, right? I've never been able to even think about it, but now I actually can. And I can think about how will it support women? Like to your point about the woman in sexual abuse, I do a lot, a lot to help women with sexual abuse, domestic abuse. I do so much on that subject. How can what I'm doing support those people? So there, this is a really good time to reinvent yourself but I think at the same time that you're reinventing yourself to think about how is that reinvention going to help the world as you talked about before. So, um, so a couple of things before we go into Q and a, again, this is warrior women in business. We are, you know, much more than a podcast. We have a podcast every week. We have events uh, tomorrow evening. We have a boxing class from a pro boxer who coaches women. It's going to be awesome. And then we have a, um, Make Your Own Cocktails and How to Use Gin in the Kitchen coming up June 9th with Pomp and Whimsy, which is a female-founded gin company. It's so good. <laughs> so we are, we're constantly having events. Um, we run a conference called Brand You, which is all about personal branding. Of course, it's not happening now. It's supposed to have happened already, but it, we're pushing it off to the end of the year, like everyone else. And um, we are right now in the process of launching a phase one website for coaches and consultants out there that are looking to connect with female entrepreneurs and do business and for female entrepreneurs to find those mentors. So we'll be announcing that soon. Uh, and lastly, uh, Tracy and I were talking about like what kind of like giveaway or what do we want to do today and, and give something away. So each of us, you know, we've been doing, we've been in our games for a long time. Our rates are not cheap, <laughs> but what we're doing is we are providing a discounted rates on our consulting uh, programs. I'm offering $99, which is like nothing because I know for $99, I can help you. Your investment, your return is going to be fivefold. <laughs> so what I do in my little half hour Zoom call with you is you come with a challenge, whether it's, hey, I'm losing money through Facebook advertising, or I can't get this website to work. I can like fix it. I've been doing it so long. I'm happy to help you. So I'm offering that. And Tracy, what are you offering? Yeah, so I do, I'm doing online consulting at the moment because yep. obviously with COVID um, yep. and so I'm offering an hour consultation for $100, yeah. Perfect, okay. So that's our gift to you. Uh, we both, you know, I think we work well together because, you know, it's the inside and the outside and how do they work together and, you know, our purpose is to help you move forward. So with that being said, I'm going to shift over to my phone over here. I'm going to see what questions that we have. Okay. So we have a few. Uh, Debbie asked, I want to make my personal brand more authentic online. I'm currently selling a product from my website. What are ways I can do this online? How do you develop your personal brand on your YouTube channel? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you the YouTube question and I'll finish the rest of it. Yeah. So answer the YouTube question. <laughs> you don't mind. So if I understand correctly, um, Debbie, Debbie's wanting to understand how she's going to keep her personal brand consistent across onto YouTube, right? 
Well, she asked a few questions. Yeah, <laughs> that's, question. what I, that's what I'm going to say. There's quite a few questions. So in she asked four questions, but one of them is definitely for you. Um, one is, how did you develop your personal brand on YouTube? She's at, that's to yeah. you. And the others seem to be to me. So, yeah. So um, with YouTube, you know, for me, it's around being myself and presenting in a way that speaks to what I'm trying to achieve. So I, I am passionate about sharing fun and practical fashion tips for women over 40. And so that comes across every, in every way that I do that. And I think as long as you're being yourself and you feel confident to be yourself, then you're gonna be fine. If you're trying to be somebody else, it's not going to work. I mean, I've actually met people both on telephone and on on webinars and Skype and in person. And they're like, wow, I feel like I know you because I've been watching your YouTube channel. That's like, good. yes, that's brilliant. Because that's great. it needs to be that consistency. Um, and that's what makes it doable because YouTube's hard and you have to be consistent with it. And it's showing up all the time, even when you don't feel like it. So I always I always recommend to people when they're working with YouTube, especially because of video, any kind of video, actually be yourself because you're going to need it. Okay. What's <laughs> the, I'm so sorry. I don't even know if I said it up front. Can you just uh, tell everybody the name of your channel? Tracy oh. Gold Fashion Tips. Tracy Gold Fashion Tips. Okay. Yes. And we'll, obviously we'll put that in everything afterwards. Okay. Right. The other part of what Debbie asked, I'm going to answer this. So she asked, she wants to make her personal brand more authentic online. So mm -hmm. social branding. And then um, she says she's currently selling a product from her website. And how can she do this? It seems like through her personal brand. So it's funny because I consulted with a woman just yesterday. <laughs> it was funny. I was talking to her about selling online and she said, so I was like nailing her with questions. You know, I'm a consultant. So I said, okay. I said, well, she said, well, I have a Wix site. And she had like 12 billion questions. Oh, but I have a, I have a film and I have a service. Blah, blah, blah. And I said, well, have you thought about how you could productize that? And she said, no. And I said, well, you know, if you do it right, you can create, and I tried to explain it to her and I'm explaining it to you. You can create a buying path online to sell a product by building a personal brand first. So what that really means is the product on your website should be what we call in marketing, the end of the tail, okay? So there's this whole funnel that's gonna get somebody there. Nobody is going to just, I mean, God willing, hey, you know, I, I charge like uh, normally $500 for 40 minutes for social media training, right? Nobody's just gonna buy it without knowing, I've never heard of me or never saw my videos, never, read any of my books or all the articles I've got, like everything that I've done, right? They have to consume that content to back to what we were talking about with the authenticity and the credibility, right? Someone has to believe I'm credible if they're going to spend any money. So if you're selling a product, I don't care what that product is. If you're telling me in this question that that product is something you sell as a solopreneur, people are going to buy that product based on your credibility, your company's credibility and the credibility of that product. Those are three things that require online branding. So what that means to you, the first place you need to start is take a look at how you're representing yourself online and how you're representing your business and your product online. First of all, is it out there? Have you gotten customer reviews on it? Are you doing any press online PR for this product, right? Um, are, you, are you putting any money behind pushing out the brand, like doing simple social media paid promotion? Facebook, you, this person mentioned um, their website, right? So are you doing AdWords? Are you doing Facebook advertising, Instagram, right? Do you even know who it is that's buying your product, right? So you got to take a look at everything. But if you want to use that personal brand to sell a product, you need to actually invest in the personal brand first. I don't know what the product is because it's, you know, just general question. But once you build a brand and get it out there online and people have people can see it and people can get that sense of credibility. Then when you put some money behind some paid promotions and paid media for a product and your name is behind it, then you then they'll have a recall to say, Oh, I know that person because they wrote about whatever it is that's related to that product. So you got to invest in your personal brand first. If it is a product that's sitting behind your personal brand, which are most entrepreneurs, you know? Okay. So I'm going to keep going. Um, so another question is, I'm currently new to my field and want to be true to myself through my style. 
should I style in my clothing to suit my personal brand, which is colorful and fun, or should I play it safe? I'm assuming she's, it seems like she's going to conservative field, right? Mm -hmm. To suit my field. So that question is for you. Yes, great question. So what I always recommend is finding the middle ground. So especially if you're going into a conservative field like a law firm or finance or whatever it is. So you could, an easy way you can do this is have your basics be fairly conservative. So basic black pants, basic gray pants, um, tailored jacket, that kind of thing. And then you can either accessorize or bring in your tops or your, you know, with a bit of color. It may be that you wear a dress that has a colorful print on it. And then you can put a jacket over that. So tailored mm -hmm. jacket over that, that will work really well. So especially when you're new in your field and you wanna find your way, you don't wanna go way out if the, if the brand of the company is more conservative. And, and when you work for a company, cause it's a great question. Cause when you work for a company, you are having to straddle your personal brand and the company's personal brand. Absolutely and find that middle ground. If you have your own company and you are the brand, that's a different story. But if you're working for a company, then you have to consider that. Yeah, I think um, I've worked with quite a few executives and one thing I can say too, to whoever asked that question, um, you know, if, you, if you're getting into an industry and your goal is to grow within that industry and in that company, dress like a leader, you know? I think that's important. Whatever that means, working with Tracy, that's not my, my expertise, but dress like the leader that you want to be if you're going for that goal. Because I've seen, my background is actually with IBM. So I was with IBM for a number of years. I was a director of uh, sales globally. So I had a pretty high position, you know? And I've also consulted for a lot of like women's leadership initiatives. And the people that excel, they really do dress the part. I think it's, Critical. Even on days, like I remember days at IBM when it was business casual, I always hated business casual because they would wear khakis and like whatever they are, eyes on shirts. That's so not me at all. So I'm not a preppy person. So I never knew what to wear. You know what I mean? Um, so I, I was consistent with my brand while maintaining professionalism. So I think that's, that's pretty important. Um, okay. Another question. I'm gonna tackle this one. Um, what are the best ways to develop my brand on LinkedIn? So I've been doing, you know, I have a book on this, how to use LinkedIn to build your brand. So just give you a couple of tips. So um, the number one thing that you need to do before you start building the brand is you need to have a plan for that brand on LinkedIn. So you need to have a focus. That's actually number one. What is your focus of your brand on LinkedIn going to be? Meaning who are you? That headline, right? What does it support that one thing that you do the best? What's your primary business goal for being on LinkedIn? That's number one, write it down. Who is your audience or intended audience on LinkedIn? That's number two, write it down. Um, if you're gonna manage your own personal brand on LinkedIn, meaning your messaging, your profiling, your videos, whatever, what are you the most comfortable with? You know, cause I've worked with many clients, some that are fine to keep, you know, doing like long form writing, others that love engaging in groups and communities and others that just don't want to have any like CEOs that go like, I don't want to have anything to do with this, you know, but I need a brand on LinkedIn. So that's really important. You need to actually write that down first because from that information, then you'll be able to decide all the things that you need to do to reinvent or redesign that brand. Meaning, okay, I have an old bio. Do I need to refresh it? Do I need to change my headline? I look on my, in my LinkedIn contacts and my followers, like, uh, does this network, I call it a social selling network. Does this network actually support where I want to go with this brand? Because branding, whether you spend money or time or both, it's an investment, right? So having an understanding and a business plan for your personal brand and taking stock of what you have and what you can do away with and what you can change. Literally, it's the first piece. When I do LinkedIn profile work for executives, I tell them, you're not gonna get anything from me on your LinkedIn profile until we go through a whole process of drafting. Drafting, hugely important. But draft that before you ever publish anything publicly. Because a lot of people don't understand the settings 
a stupid thing, but really important. Like even the settings on LinkedIn, I've seen a lot of executives publish something and they didn't even realize they were doing it. It's not their fault. They just have to get, you have to get used to the settings. So draft everything. And then when you're ready to go, you know, even then start simple, just the profile. I'm not even getting into all the other things on LinkedIn. And that's a good starting point actually. Okay. Um, I think we're done with questions. It's past the hour. So um, a couple of things, again, I wanna thank Tracy for being on number one. Thank you so much for being on today. You're welcome, she, Jasmine. She gave me amazing information. I'm really happy because I have like no clothes. I've in this COVID situation, I've been displaced. I'm moving. Um, so I've had like three dresses to choose from for two months. It's been insane in my life. So I really enjoyed what she said about the simplicity. We're both in New York. We have small closets. I'm sure a lot of you are in these situations where you're go-getters and you're urban dwellers. <laughs> and these tips are very, very, very helpful for us. Um, so yeah, so Tracy and, and I are both offering a consult. You can reach out to either one of us. We also have a form that uh, Molly is putting into the Facebook uh, comment box, but my email, uh, jasmine at jasminesandler.com, so easy. Tracy, what's your email and website? It's Info at tracygoldfashiontips.com and it's tracygoldfashiontips.com is my my email. I mean my website address. Yeah. Tracy Gold Fashion Tips. Mm -hmm. Perfect. All right. So with that, um, I'm going to say Sayonara from Warrior Women in Business episode 26. Um, from me to you, please stay safe and healthy until COVID is over, and stay tuned for announcements of all the things we're doing to bring women together while this is happening.